What will you do when your business falls victim to a crippling ransomware attack? It takes just one employee to click a malicious link, download an infected document, or visit a compromised website for your business to be paralyzed. Put teeth in your cybersecurity with Barracuda. Advanced threat protection detects and blocks suspicious activity in your emails, files, and web traffic in real time. Find out how at Barracuda.com. New customers unlock 10% savings when they mention this ad. Barracuda. Fierce defenses for complex threats. The fan. It's time for X's and O's with Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell on the Minnesota Vikings radio network. Now from the TCO studios in Egan, here is the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. Hey, welcome to X's and O's on the KFAM Minnesota Vikings Radio Network and Vikings.com. It's Paul Allen indeed with Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell, who, by the way, tomorrow, Thursday at 1 o'clock, has a press conference, and he'll be sharing much more on the quarterback for the Sunday night football game against the Green Bay Packers. And um, the head coach joins us now where, you know, I, I absolutely understand injuries are, are part of the game, man. And, I mean, yeah, well, you've seen so many this year, but... I just feel awful for DJ Wanham, and and oh, it's it's man. not because I like him, and I you know since he got here, you know he's this quiet guy who's kind of a personality has come out a little bit over the years, best season of his career, but he's he's sitting on his second deal. Yep. You know it's just so unfortunate on so many levels for DJ. Yeah, I, I don't know whether it's the former player in me or what it is, but I just. You know, when a player's in a contract year like that and you've seen them handle it the right way, do everything the right way, be the best possible teammate, work, do all the little things behind the scenes that nobody ever sees. But clearly Vikings fans and, and, and everyone at U.S. Bank Stadium, including our team, coaching staff, you upstairs with, with uh, the rest of the crew are feeling that emotion in the moment because uh, it's not always just, you know, about stats. It's not always about the things in this day and age when statistics and fantasy football drive so much of the dialogue, those are the players that, in my opinion, uh, you know, make the make organizations go. They're yeah. the, the fabric of what makes it special to be a Minnesota Viking. Our guys like DJ Wanham. DJ knows how I feel about him. Um, I just think he's had a tremendous year. He's played his role in this new defense and really allowed us to be what we became defensively throughout the year. And, and I just, you know, I'm hoping for a quick, speedy recovery, uh, knowing he's going to attack it every single day. Uh, I think he'll be back better than ever when the time's right. And, and emphasis on this new defense. And I mean, this is with, you know, no disrespect to TJ Hawkinson, who's been dynamite, you know, the year and change he's been here. TJ's a tight end and offensive changes. I, I get, I get it. You know, maybe there's more blocking or, you know, more nuance to what he does. But I mean, DJ went from a 4-3 defensive end to a stand-up outside linebacker. And yeah, I don't know how you graded it last year, but it didn't stick out the way it did this year. Yeah. Just to watch them continue to grow through massive change. Yeah. You know, those are just things that, you know, outside of you guys winning that, that I just really, really enjoy. Yeah, and, and I think it's a huge part of what makes our league so special is these players are really in, in control of their path. Uh, 
um, regardless of X's and O's and all those things, sometimes it's still a matter of defensively going out and trying to do your job and pose your will on an opponent, whether you're setting the edge in the run game, you're rushing the passer on third down, you're dropping into coverage. Uh, I can think back whether it's the Carolina, you know, touchdown return, uh, whether it's, you know, a big sack to get us off the field and, and when we absolutely had to have it. Mm -hmm. uh, when we have found success, guys like DJ Wanham, Josh Metellus, some of these guys defensively that uh, maybe around the league, people, it, they don't jump out as automatic yeses as a Pro Bowl vote or an all-pro vote, but within the walls of this organization, and when we our team runs out of locker room, we're very, very thankful to have players like DJ Wanham. Well said. Now, uh, the Green Bay Packers, uh, they, they got a little blitz-happy in that Carolina Panthers game, and the question would be, is that who they are or just a snapshot sample of that game? I think like anything, this has become such a week-to-week -week league. If you go back and watch the way the Lions played the Broncos previously or their previous couple opponents, we saw uh, variations of different defense, more emphasis on you know, maybe covering Justin versus doing what they had done to some other teams. Um, and I think it's week to week. I think we know each other well. Um, you know, they have a, a good feel for, you know, some of the core principles we like to kind of activate within our offense. Defensively, we feel like we have a good understanding of how they want to use their personnel. And, and ultimately, then it's just about those little chess piece moves of changing up some tendencies, doing things that, you know, maybe look like something, but then are, uh, something totally different and they can do the same thing on defense and that's where we need to equip our players uh, to have a great plan be ready to play fast but then ultimately if the the picture changes or it's an unscouted look what are our rules what have we coached up from OTAs on forward that allows us to execute in those moments and that's what really you find out where you're at from a standpoint of your offensive system your ability to overcome and we have grown a lot with that PA, I know we've had some injuries. We've got some new guys stepping into the huddle at some critical, critical positions. Um, but I, I do think the foundation is there. And now it's just about consistency of our execution and clearly, you know, holding on to the football. And, and for them with Jordan Love, you know, compared to when you saw him the first time, four sacks on Jordan and um, 16 touchdowns and three interceptions since the Vikings played the Packers and beat him at Lambeau Field. What, what is getting better with this game? I think he's just continuing with every rep to see the field, mm -hmm. um, understanding the play intent, what they're trying to get down. I think the development of that skill group around him, whether it's the deep tight end group they have, the young receiving core, you know, they, they, they went through some stretches where they didn't have a couple of those guys and they had some young guys stepping in. They seem incredibly deep uh, with a lot of guys that can, you know, stretch the field, some change of direction guys. They mix in uh, different variations to get a guy like Reed the ball on yeah. some misdirection, jet sweeps to Christian Watson. They're doing things that um, I'm sure if you study those 16 touchdown passes, uh, not all 16 of them are him just dropping back and throwing the ball. It's jet sweep flips, it's screens, it's, mm. you know, unique ways that Matt and his staff are trying to continue to allow him to grow. I think he's had a, you know, a really impactful year for that team and really shows that he can handle um, you know, stepping into those shoes of being a Green Bay Packer quarterback. And I think the coaching staff has done a nice job kind of packaging plays, giving him some breather snaps where statistically he's going to come out one for one for a 12-yard gain. Yeah. Uh, but did he flip the ball? Did he throw a screen? Did he throw yeah. a bubble screen? Did he throw a, you know, whatever it is? They're finding those breather plays, and that's where defensively we've got to try to apply pressure but be aware of maybe where those easy plays might come, how they like to get to them. Mm -hmm. Can we rally and tackle? To me, 
tackling in this game when our defense has been at their best. Yes, scheme, all that thing is, all those things are great. But can we make that tackle that makes it second and eight instead of second and one? Can we make that tackle that makes it third and five instead of a new set of downs? That'll be critical for defending not only Jordan Love, but their whole entire outfit. Yeah, what, what, what an awesome way to analyze it, specifically in looking back at Carolina Green Bay. All right. The Panthers, I mean, they tore up Green Bay's defense in the second half, and at the end of the game, they had five completions of 19 yards or more. But two of them took place when Green Bay basically was letting them catch it yep. at the end, so the clock would go with no timeouts. Three is different than five. I mean, that's, you know, stats is for losers, are for losers, might be a little strong, but uh, that absolutely plays into that. And speaking of stats, so Nick Mullins goes for 700 and change the last two, and, um, and the offense absolutely getting explosive. You talked about it after the uh, Lions game, but the picks, and maybe a guy missed to win the Lions game. So how do you balance? all of that given he started just 19 and 2 with you yeah I think first and foremost we have to look at the inventory of the plays we have at yep. our disposal and go back through what was being coached uh, the emphasis on ball security it's been a theme for our team yep. uh, throughout the season trying to make sure we can uh, not lose games before we ever give ourselves a chance to even win them. really since you got here and and really it's just been something that um, Nick, you know, throughout his career, even dating back, you know, I don't know the exact numbers, but through his first 17 starts, whatever it was, uh, he threw for more yards than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there were always some plays here and there where he almost has that such competitive drive that he's going to put the ball, you know, at risk. He's going to try to extend a play and maybe fit one in a window he shouldn't. What I've talked to Nick about and really all of our quarterbacks about is trusting in the play intent, the rhythm and timing, what we're trying to get accomplished, the, clearly articulate the read, the progression, uh, what are we doing with the football to check it down if it's not there, and then ultimately the value as uh, we had to learn the hard lesson, we won a football game scoring three points. Right. Uh, but what didn't we do that day? We didn't turn the football over. Right. And I think it's just a lesson in conjunction with the other 16 wins we've had when we're even or better on the turnover margin and never having lost a game uh, with those circumstances. Is we've Never. got to take those lessons and apply them to how we play, how we coach, um, how I call plays. And I think there's many times and many moments in that game where if we simply just execute the play as it was intended, um, trusting in our guys to win, trusting in the design to try to get maximum separation, where do we want that ball thrown, where do we need to leave it if we're going to miss, uh, that's playing quarterback in the NFL. And when you don't have uh, a guy like Kirk Cousins in there who's played basically his entire career healthy, mm -hmm. um, you've got some guys that are really trying to step into that uh, that role. How do we morph ourselves to win football games? The fact of the matter, PA, is we've scored 24 points the last two weeks. We've been very explosive via the pass. Uh, but we haven't won the football games. Right. And in the end, that's what we're tasked with trying to do. Uh, we've got to continue to try to, you know, late in the year, December improvement is what defines teams down the stretch. It's great to be playing meaningful, meaningful games in December, but we've got to also improve as a football team, improve at the quarterback position with the opportunities we have, and then just go try to let it turn, you know, turn it loose and, and play smart football for four quarters. Last one here, Kevin. Um, and, and I picked this up because I want to read this correctly. I just, I, I don't understand the line of questioning with a, a couple of the recent press conferences uh, of, quote, trying to get explosive um, uh, playing into the interceptions. Yeah. Okay, end quote. And, 
and and here's what I don't understand is I, I don't understand the alternative and 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 if if something is built around a strength getting down the field with a passing game that's the strength of this offense you know as you're wheeling through quarterbacks you you I would imagine you can't just jettison it you understand what I'm saying? I just do. don't understand it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think there's core philosophies, there's beliefs. Uh, I think going into that football game, thinking about how many snaps we had really had Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, and TJ Hawkinson on the field for uh, this year, um, we want to be aggressive when we feel like uh, maybe at times we could have been more aggressive, right. given those guys more opportunities. We've kind of learned throughout. Uh, these first 32 games or so, and, and a, a huge chunk without Justin this season, um, we, we kind of know where to take the game based upon not letting our best player be taken away. Mm. Um, it would essentially, uh, the analogy that I gave our coaching staff is just because Michael Jordan was doubled or Kobe Bryant was doubled, it didn't mean that John Paxson always shot the ball. Yeah. It, it meant that sometimes we were going to try to design a play to help Michael Jordan be Michael Jordan. Right. I think Je Justin Jefferson is uh, a miraculous player. I think he's as competitive as any player I've ever been around. In that game, these explosives that we had opportunities at on the very last play, yeah. um, you know, throughout the game, the first fourth and two, uh, there's designs in place to try to help the quarterback just play and trust their footwork, trust their reads, put the ball in play to our playmakers, and it is amazing to watch. Uh, in some of the games, even you know, since losing Kirk, when we've done that for chunks of football games, the amount of success we can have, um, there is time of possession PA. There is a responsibility to play complimentary. Uh, but the, you know, we wanted to score some points in that game. I have a lot of respect for Detroit and the way they can score points. Um, we wanted to, you know, for the sake of time of possession, uh, risking being in third and seven plus multiple times against that team. Uh, we had a good plan for Hutchinson. You know, he had multiple people on him throughout the game. Uh, I felt like the game plan gave us an opportunity to win. I think that the game plan we had take away a couple of those turnovers, which are learning opportunities for all of us. Um, that could have been a game we were in the 30s and the 40s. And, uh, you know, we've played a lot of close games, and we want to try to win games and not always be in one-score games. But it is the nature of the NFL. But you're not going to go – you're not going to run away from people uh, by, you know, always being conservative or always being aggressive. It's that balance of trusting in your players to go make plays, and they wouldn't be in this building if we didn't trust them. The final home game this Sunday. Good luck. Yeah, thank you, PA. Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm Paul Allen. Assistant head coach and outside linebackers coach Mike Pettin joins us when we return. Two X's and O's on the KFA and Minnesota Vikings radio network. And Hold up. I'm eating breakfast right now, and you need to hear about this. Have you ever tried Daily Harvest? My mind is literally blown. I'm enjoying a strawberry peach smoothie made with strawberries, peaches, goji berries, raspberries, and gluten-free oats. Wow. Just wow. It's a fruit explosion. I also got this oat bowl from Daily Harvest. So delicious. There's real fruit in here and even some veggies. It's not freeze-dried or artificially flavored. <laughs> Sorry. I just can't believe how delicious everything is. I want to start every morning like this. Daily Harvest meals are quick, nourishing, and so flipping good. They're made of sustainably sourced fruits and veggies and delivered right to my door. You got to get in on this. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code HARVEST for up to $65 off your first order. That's dailyharvest.com promo code HARVEST for up to $65 off. Again, dailyharvest.com promo code HARVEST for up to $65 off. And the fan. 
All righty now, we thank Kevin O'Connell for joining us on X's and O's on the KFAM Minnesota Vikings Radio Network and the assistant head coach, and I'm also outside linebackers coach this season, Mike Pettin, formerly the head coach of the Cleveland Browns and defensive coordinator at um, at several stops, joins us. And uh, it's the final home game, Sunday night football, against the Green Bay Packers and an opportunity to sweep said Greg and, uh, green and gold squad. What, um, what are some defensive keys to victory? victory for this one coach well i think we have to have success defensively on on early downs this is an offense that is that it's at its best when it gets ahead of the sticks jordan love has played extremely well for them in the last you know seven eight weeks or so he's not the same quarterback that we faced at lambeau he seems much more comfortable in uh in in what in what they're doing uh we're we're definitely going to have to affect him i mean both both pre and post snap and you know they check they check much of their offense at the line so our, our pre-snap disguise is very important because it's very difficult to change calls in a loud environment such as such as uh u.s bank so um you know, we did a good job pressuring him in the first game it, it will certainly be more of a challenge uh not having uh dj Wanham, but uh we'll have a plan to get it done the miami dolphins are proving to be one of the better teams in the nfl and coach Patton had dolphins coach mike mcdaniel on his staff when he was the head coach of the cleveland browns in 2014 uh mike mcdaniel what uh, what was it like working with him uh, I'm a big fan of Mike's. I mean, he's he is an interesting character. You know, he just has none of those coaching stereotypes. And he walks in the room, <laughs> you think he's much more likely to to uh, do your taxes than it, than he is to plan your uh, to plan your run game. So uh, he's very laid back, as as I'm sure people can see, very free spirited, and he just has a great way about him. It's it's hard to be in a bad mood around him, even though I've sometimes I've found a way. <laughs> uh, but he's so intelligent when it comes to his approach to offensive football, especially the run game. And, and he and Kyle Shanahan were together for years, and, and they were side-by-side. Side. Mike had a huge role in the development of that offense uh, and then has obviously now branched off on his own and, and had great success in Miami. Uh, Mike LaFleur also was on Coach Patton's staff in 2014 when he was head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And you get his brother, Matt LaFleur, Sunday coach of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, uh, how, how, does, how does Matt like to run offense? Yeah, he's a disciple of, of uh, Kyle Shanahan, and there's so many common threads to their uh, offensive systems. It all starts with running the ball well, you know, building a play-action pass game off of that run game, uh, and it's all with the goal of of keep, keeping out of longer third downs or, or staying out of out of uh, third downs at all. Uh, where Matt, I think, is a little different. Uh, I think he's he likes to be in the shotgun a little bit more. I think he likes to spread out the field somewhat more, and and he looks to. Uh, to get the ball quickly to their uh, to their playmakers in open space. What um, what kind of season has Harrison Phillips had for you guys? Three, three sacks is a career high, but but overall, what kind of season? Yeah, he's been a real pillar for us in the, in the defensive line. So consistent. Uh, you know, he's quietly just had had an excellent year, especially versus the run. You know, it surprised me. I found out that you know after last week, he's second in tackles in the NFL for interior defensive linemen. Uh, but he brings so much more to the group than just those numbers. It's, there's a lot of stuff that's not on the stat sheet. You know, he often eats up blocks so others can make tackles. Uh, and his football IQ is, is the highest I've ever been around for a defensive lineman. Mm. Uh, he helps the front get lined up. He makes the checks. 
Uh, and you, you hear that phrase, coach on the field, and it rarely applies to a defensive lineman, but it, but it certainly does in this case with HP. Uh, what um, uh, Mondays for a head coach? What what are Mondays like for a head coach? So you play over the weekend, then you get here early, and, and what generally is key to accomplish on a Monday? Well, a typical Monday uh, involves a com- complete review of the past game in, 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 uh, in all three phases, you know, what was done well, uh, what needs corrected, uh, you know, a complete evaluation of the, of the players who, who participated. So I think there, there's a big meeting, and often that meeting takes place with the entire coaching staff and the personnel department together. Uh, and a big, big uh, important part of that meeting is the health of the team coming out of the previous game. So the athletic trainer will give a report on the individual player. You know, what's the severity of the injury? What's the projection for how long they could be out? Uh, you know, if the, if the players have the day, um, don't have the day off, then, then we'll have, typically have a team meeting and then break up by uh, individual positions to, to review the game. And then really the rest of Monday is spent just getting an initial feel uh, for the upcoming opponent. Uh, preliminary game plan thoughts. You know, Tuesday is, the, is really the day where the where the game plan's really cemented, at least the early down game plan. But I think you can get a really good head start uh, on Monday. So, in the life of a head coach, uh, you know, M- Monday is 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 pretty busy. Uh, it's one of the busiest of the busiest of the week, but it's also one of the most important. Uh, in the Lions game, uh, good having Jordan Hicks back. What um, what's key to the defense with his position and the way he plays it? Yeah, it was nice getting Jordan back. I mean, his veteran presence, uh, you know, has a calming effect on the unit. Uh, and he's such a versatile player. He, he can play both inside linebacker spots as, as well as function on, on the edge of the defense. You know, we've really moved him around a lot. Uh, a lot of our defense is checked based on the offensive look, and he has a great understanding of what we're trying to get done and does a really good job quarterbacking the defensive front. But of course, too, we we missed his play. We missed his production. I mean, he's he's averaging, I think, just under nine tackles a game, and that average, you know, had he not missed anything, would would have him in the league's top ten. So, uh, it, you know, it's great to have him back, and and uh, you know, ho- hopefully, he's uh, you know, he, he's full go the rest of the way. When wheeling through backup quarterbacks, how much? can coaches give them right out of the gate? I mean, you have this voluminous playbook. You've worked on it all off-season, all-season, and then then you get somebody new. How how much realistically can be given to them initially? Well, I think that certainly falls into the the case-by-case category. you got Nick Bullins, who was a six-year vet, who's played over 25 games in his career. Um, Dobbs is unique with his intelligence that he was able to uh, you know, pick up a lot of our playbook, you know, very, very quickly, uh, you know, given a crash course. So you compare those two to a, to a Jaron Hall, uh, who's done a nice job learning it, but he's still a rookie who's relatively new to, to running an NFL offense. So I think it's important that, that any backup that's pressed in the service is, is very comfortable with the plan. Uh, and I know, I know KO and the offensive staff always make sure that you build that plan kind of centered around that quarterback's favorite plays. Because those plays are usually the ones that, that match his skill set, uh, and that certainly leads to, to the, their level of comfort. And that is assistant head coach Mike Patton, and I'm Paul Allen. We thank Brett Blakemore, Chad Abbott, and uh, from the Vikings Entertainment Network, Curly Harris, along with Carly Bonk in public relations for the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm Paul Allen. That is X's and O's, Vikings and Packers, 720 Sunday night from U.S. Bank Stadium, right here on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings. 
You know AAA can pull you out of a ditch and jump your battery. But we can also help you save on home and auto insurance, take the hassle out of planning your next vacation, and get you exclusive discounts on entertainment, shopping, restaurants, and more. What are you waiting for? Join today at aaa.com slash radio for just $54. Plus, for a limited time, get a second household membership for free. 